Welcome to Schiffer Adventures. We're creating a multi-part series podcast on the themes for this year's Adventures Conference, June 1 to 3 in Calgary, Alberta. At Adventures, we'll be talking about everything from smart agriculture to the bleeding edges of health research and innovation to how we redefine capitalism and so much more. Today, we're talking about smart agriculture. By 2050, the global population is estimated to reach 9 billion people. This is already creating unprecedented demand for food, water, and fiber. Venture capital funding in the ag tech sector is growing at a rapid pace in response to the urgent need to feed our hungry planet. UK-based Juniper Research estimates that the total value of the global ag tech market will reach $22.5 billion by 2025. Automation and robots present tremendous opportunities for optimizing productivity in farming operations. Smart and precision agriculture is heavily reliant on data. The next generation of digital farming technologies based on machine learning and artificial intelligence require comprehensive data. Knowing the exact state of the soil, moisture in the air, and current weather conditions across multiple fields for one place at the same time is every farmer's dream. New technologies are facilitating the use of real-time data from robotic sensors, drones, and even satellites to render a detailed picture of how the farm is performing, vastly improving the productivity and sustainability of farming operations. So join other curious minds as well as innovators working on the front lines of the agriculture sector's technological revolution at Inventures 2022 as they discuss what's next as part of the Cultivating Ag Tech Knowledge Track. So uh, I want to welcome our guest today, Adam Brown, uh, to Shift for Adventures. Adam comes to us from Edmonton-based Wyvern, where he acts as their strategic initiatives lead. Adam has an incredibly diverse background, including previously acting as the CEO for Nanolog Audio, being recognized as one of Edmonton's top 40 under 40 in 2019. And most interestingly, Adam was the drummer for the Juno award-winning band Striker. So welcome, Adam. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, thank you for that epic intro. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Let's dive right in. Uh, we're talking about research and innovation within the agriculture space. Mm. And so Wyvern has some incredible technology to um, assist local area producers and the agriculture industry as a whole, you, you, you know, utilizing satellites in space. So from what I understand, Wyvern are the experts in the area of hyperspectral imaging. Correct. So Adam, tell me a little bit about what, what that means. Yes. So it can be complex, <laughs> but I'll try and I'll try and make it as simple as possible. Like hyperspectral imaging is a super powerful tool that essentially allows us to see you know far beyond the human eye. And for an average listener, I would probably compare it to something you know like in everyday life. And for me, that's like X-rays in the medical industry. You know, you're using these machines; they're detecting different frequency of light, and by doing so. You can diagnose issues, provide you know better information to make informed decisions, and so technically, you know, hyperspectral is quite different from an X-ray, um, but it's like you're getting that value of seeing things that you can't with traditional imaging. 
seeing, you're, you know, you can't see with the human eye and you're making those decisions and getting to, you know, the root cause faster. And, you know, to get into more of like how hyperspectrally actually works is it is it captures like tens to hundreds of frequencies of light. Um, so if you look at, you know, your smartphone camera or any camera pretty much on Earth, this is like RGB, red, green, blue. Right. Um, and that's in the visible spectrum. So and the visible spectrum of light is about 400 to 700 nanometers. And then so you're taking that range and divided it into the three colors, RGB, right? So the normal camera, you kind of get these three buckets of information. And what hyperspectral does is it cuts that up into like 30 or maybe 100 buckets. So you're getting what we call narrowband data, like very specific information in each of these color ranges. Uh, and, and that's like very different. So that's kind of the, the the big magic is, you know, you're getting this like super precise look at different uh, pieces of the uh, spectrum. And then also you're seeing far beyond the visible range. So, you know, like our, our later satellites, we're looking to go all the way up to shortwave infrared. Um, and there's like a lot of amazing hidden data in the in the world and the universe beyond the visible. Like the human eye could never see it, right? So hyperspectral is unlocking that data, um, and you're also getting like this kind of like very precise look at all these uh, color spectrums, this narrowband data. Um, and I just say, you know, Vince, he's our director of research. He had a pretty interesting kind of comparison. And he was looking at, he's like, look at rainbows. You know, <clears throat> when you see a rainbow, like the light's always there. There's normally visible light, but that rainbow is taking that visible light and, and cutting it up kind of like into all that beautiful spectrum. Um, so like that's kind of what hyperspectral imaging is doing. It's, it's looking at that full color range. Uh, and it's very powerful. It's a very powerful tool. Very cool. So let's back up a step. Um, well, what's the current method for farmers to, you know, and, and folks who are using imaging? Like, what's the current state of, of, of the industry for gaining a snapshot of, of, of one's land? Yeah, I understand there's a few ways about it. So the first is like the low-tech solution that's been around since the dawn of time. And that is going out and visually inspecting it yourself. You know, like very low tech, go check out your crops and uh, you can maybe take that a step further. Maybe you get lab analysis, need to send it to a lab, get some work done there. Um, takes time, effort and money. Then uh, after that, I'd say probably aerial, like strapping cameras to airplanes, essentially. And then a step after that would be drones. Um, and that's another way. And there's kind of pros and cons to each of these different approaches. And then there's also, there is satellite data that you can get now. It's not hyperspectral. Um, it's kind of like one step better than RGB. It's called multispectral. It's maybe like five to eight different bands instead of like 30 to 100. Um, so the, I'd say that's how farmers are currently um, imaging their land. But that, you know, one thing I should say is like, I don't think the average farmer is tasking, you know, satellite imagery. So we're mostly like working with digital service providers in the agriculture industry. So like a single farmer doesn't need to create an algorithm to understand all this data. Uh, it doesn't really make sense that way. So, you know, just, just wanted to think like, I don't think the farmers are out there tasking satellite imagery, but uh, 
so that's just one thing to consider. And uh, yeah, so there's pros and cons to each. And remote imaging is what we call like imaging from space, essentially. And it's just incredibly convenient, you know, like with all like it's pretty much like at a click of a button, you can kind of get yourself in the queue to make it happen. It's just super easy. We're making it very affordable. Um, and I think those are both really exciting things. That's fantastic. So I think you, you, you touched on this, but tell me a, a, a little bit more and maybe explore a little bit more around how hyperspectral imaging is superior than, you know, even, hmm. you know, sort of that next best standard that you mentioned that satellites provide in sort of mm-hmm. five different, you know, areas of bandwidth or whatever. Yeah, it's I find it's hard to compare apples to apple. Like we're really, I would argue, in our own category. Um, and, you know, it's like you're asking, how is it better? I'd say, you know, significantly better, of course, because I'm the marketing guy. But uh it is a night and day comparison because like the amount of insights you can get, like to go back to this medical idea, if you're sick and you go to one doctor and they're like, Oh, you're sick. You should relax. Maybe take some Tylenol. You know, it's like, okay, you go to another doctor they're like, Oh, you have early stage cancer. You need to do this right now. And you're going to be in way better shape in the next, you know, three months. And it could, totally change the you know trajectory of, of your life or your growing season. I'm not saying we're curing cancer or anything, but uh, it's like that type of insight. It's the why, you know, like imaging from Earth, this, you know, multispectral kind of RGB, like it can show you what's happening now, but it's not going to tell you why. And also like, you know, in crops, a lot of these plants will exhibit, you know, in, in like spectral, their, their spectral signatures will exhibit stress before the human eye can see it. So it's like we might be able to detect that and let farmers know right away, like, hey, this small portion of your crop, like this is where a problem is. That's where you need to fertilize. That's where you need herbicides. That's where you need uh, what pesticides, whatever it is, like fix this targeted little spot now instead of waiting until, you know, it's a problem across your entire field. And then you have to, you know, spray your entire field that costs way more money, way more time and does way more uh, damage to the environment in terms of like carbon footprint. So I think that's where a lot of the value is. Um, But yeah, I would say it's kind of it's hard to compare apples to apples on this one. That makes complete sense. So you mentioned earlier that really hyperspectral imaging really isn't for, you know, the the garden variety farmer or the average producer in the field necessarily, but it, it you know, it, it, it plays an important role for industry in providing that information sort of out from there. So tell me a little bit about that. What does that look like? Yeah. So like at the end of the day, why we're, you know, we're sending satellites up into space, taking these images and essentially selling the data. Like that's the simplest way to look at it. So you know, we're trying to we're, we're selling this data to companies that can then analyze and provide insights to farmers, you know, like they're literally experts in agriculture. They've been doing it forever, you know, uh, highly trained people. And so 
so like we can help onboard some of these people. We can help show them like, hey, this is where hyperspectral we think is the most value for you. We can help set them up and stuff. But like at the end of the day, it's kind of like these service providers who, and, and as I understand, like a lot of farmers are working with some variety. Like there's a lot of options in the market, you know? Um, so, but yeah, it's like, I don't think the average farmer will, We'll see hyperspectral imaging. It's kind of these service providers, that middle step in agriculture, for sure, that's going to be providing that information. Uh, you, you touched on this a little bit, um, but let's let's go back and explore it a little bit further. What will this kind of imaging allow farmers, like, so through those service providers, what will it allow them to accomplish that they just couldn't have done otherwise? That's a, that's a big question. You know, like, there's kind of... A, I, I guess there's like the big picture. I'll start maybe with the big picture, but uh, at a high level look, like you're doing more with less. And I think there is a massive urgent problem today, you know, looking at climate, looking at the environment, also looking at food scarcity, like, uh, you know, growing populations. Uh, there, there are some significant issues. Agriculture is like foundational to society in every way imaginable, right? Um, and it's a huge industry, like very physically, it is a large industry, it has a big impact. Um, so if you can make even incremental gains, you know, if you could have people use five to per, five to ten percent less fertilizer in a growing season, like if you apply that across North America, the world, like that's a huge, huge impact, and that would not only save farmers a lot of money, but it also helped the environment in a massive way. Uh, so that's like kind of a really exciting thing happening is like seeing this kind of opportunity that ties economic to environmental benefits. Um, so, you know, minimizing inputs, whether it's water, fertilizers, herbicides, pesticides, any of that, and also helping them get a better yield, you know, make more money at the end of the day, get a better crop. And then, like I was talking a bit about seeing beyond the human eye into the shortwave infrared area, um, in that wavelength, you see a lot of information about carbon, like everything organic is around like 2200 nanometers. I, I'm a little off as a non-technical person, but it's around there, you know, and uh, so we're actually we're, we're trying to quantify a lot of like the carbon monitoring, like getting farmers into the carbon market. So this might actually be like a whole new market segment that, you know, people can start to make more money by playing in this kind of the space. Um, so I'd say those are kind of like the big ones, um, doing more with less, the carbon market, nutrient monitoring, plant stress detection, the list goes on. Right on. So this is kind of a two-part question. So what's the goal for Wyvern and what does success look like? Yes. <laughs> How excited. I think for me, well, I don't try to try to see if I can answer this for like the company as a whole, you know, um, but I would say like to create a better earth from space. Like, I think that's like a great goal for the company. And I think that's something everyone aligns with internally. And, you know, we want to measure the health of the planet. And that's kind of like the North Star guiding our ship, you know, like where we, you know, it gets us excited when we wake up in the morning and getting to work. And but, you know, the goal to get there is you need to really deliver tangible 
return for customers in the short term. And I think we're in a great posi- position to do that. You know, like we doubled the company in the last year. Uh, we've raised close to $10 million Canadian, if not over in the last year. Um, so like this trajectory that we're already on, I think that's a goal. You know, it's like, how do we keep this going? Because things are hot right now. It's really fun. It's really exciting. Like I joined the company uh, right before Christmas. And like a few weeks later, I wasn't even the new guy anymore. There's already there's already there's already new people. I was like, this is awesome. Uh, so it, it's exhilarating. It's, it's exhausting, but uh, so that, I'd say that's kind of the goal. So, uh, you know, what does success look like for? I think there's a few ways to look at it. So in the space industry, satellite industry, we have something called a constellation. And that's like how many satellites you have in space. You know, like if you have three, I think that's the minimum to be called a constellation. But like you could have 30 to 100, you know, like a lot of satellites. Um, So for us, I'm guessing, you know, the team, if we ever hit like that 30 satellite mark in in the next three, four years, whatever it is, like that would be very incredible because then you could be capturing, you know, some of the highest quality data in anywhere in the world uh, in a very timely manner, you know? So it's like, you could have a massive impact really quickly. And then, and then with that, you know, becoming an integral part of the industries we're serving. So like in a few years, farmers look back and say like, I can't believe we got by without Wyvern. You know, like that, like that would be incredible. So I think that's kind of what success would look like. I really like that. I think that's great. I, I, I liked your, your comment that you're looking to create a better earth from space. I thought that was awesome. That, that's right. great. So uh, tell me a little bit about Wyvern, uh, sort of beyond that. Uh, and what other areas do you folks operate in? Yeah, so the company was founded in 2018. We're based in Edmonton, Alberta. So not many people know there's an aerospace company in our backyard, uh, which is, you know, got me involved. I was like, this is so cool. And uh, maybe just a helpful hit that I'm guessing we'll be hiring in the next few months. So if anyone's listening, maybe you want to keep your eyes peeled. Um, and yeah, so we have some great co-founders. And as I understand, they're really tied to like Alberta Sat at the University of Alberta. That's where a lot of them met. And that's where they actually launched Alberta's first satellite. Um, so that's like kind of the founding story. They were all involved in this satellite launch. And then they were like, wow, we did it. Uh, you guys make a business out of this, right? Um, and then so that's kind of the story behind Wyvern. You know, our main value prop, I would say, is like affordable hyperspectral imagery because it just it has never been accessible to markets, like especially industry. It's just so expensive to get this. Like, in fact, like you couldn't even get it in a lot of circumstances. Um, I think some laws have also changed recently, like before you could not sell hyperspectral imagery. So like markets are opening up and it's kind of like a blue ocean opportunity. And uh, and the thing you would need to, under, like I think an exciting thing, when you look at the James Webb telescope, have you followed that at all? So yeah, that's like a, a really big space project that's really got the space community, you know, like thrilled. And so how that works is it's essentially deployable optics. So they unfold all these mirrors in space, unfold this amazing telescope. And then with that, they can capture higher quality data and look to like, you know, the early beginnings of the universe. 
And so Wyvern's actually taking a similar approach, but instead of looking out into space on a like a multi-billion dollar project, we, we're building very tiny, small very affordable satellites that are also unfolding in space. So deployable optics for unfolding telescopes. And that's kind of what's getting us uh, to have that kind of like really high quality hyperspectral imaging, especially in like that shortwave infrared. So like the deployable optics is a pretty big piece of the company. And, uh, and so who else we're looking to serve? You know, a lot of these industries are in our backyard. So it's like agriculture is a huge one. Oil and gas is another big, exciting one. Forestry, I'd say those are like some of the biggest. And uh, forestry is quite similar to agriculture. You know, like you can look at for invasive species. Look, you know, it's like how more like what's the moisture level? Uh, you know, wildfires are, of course, like very top of mind. Maybe not at this moment because it's winter, but, uh, you know, California has been on fire forever. You know, uh, Fort McMurray, all, all these things. So and then in oil and gas, you know, looking at methane leak detection, and it's kind of similar because once again, you're solving this problem that has both economic and environmental benefits. So, you know, I think that's really exciting. Like you're, you're helping these companies not only be more productive, but you're also like minimizing all the environmental risks uh, possible. So uh, I'd say those are kind of like the main areas we're looking at. And uh, and that's kind of like the Wyvern story. I think that's fantastic. And often, you know, you don't think about that marriage between the two, uh, between economics and, and the environment. It's sort of, you pick one or the other, but it's, uh, it, it, it's a beautiful relationship when the two um, can go hand in hand together. Well, um, this has been an incredible discussion. Um, Glad you think so. <laughs> The, the technology and the possibilities are out of this world, like quite literally. Ooh, there you go. Love it. <laughs> I want to thank our guest, Adam Brown from Wyvern. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Ah, pleasure. Anytime. If you thought this discussion was fascinating, then you can't miss Inventures, June 1 to 3 in Calgary, Alberta. Visit inventurescanada.com. For more information about how to secure your spot at Alberta's best opportunity to hear thought leaders who are redefining the future. Until next time, this has been Dwayne Bruner, your host for Ship for Adventures. <laughs>